There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. My name is Chris. I'm Jesslyn. And I am Kern. And I'm Rose. And we're going to get to our main topic later, but as always, we're going to start off with some current events. Current events. Way to enunciate. I had to enunciate current. Current. Current events. Current. Oh, yeah. yeah. Current events. So who's going to start us off? I will go ahead because we have some news that I just heard today, so I don't know. Maybe it was yesterday that people found out, but me today, which is J.K. Simmons will be Commissioner Gordon for the DC Cinematic Universe. And that's pretty exciting because he was awesome as J. Joe and Jameson, and he's awesome in everything else he's done, and he just won an Academy Award last year, the year before, for Whiplash. So the dude's hot. If you're going to step in and take big shoes like Gary Oldman's, I think that's the dude to do it. So I'm totally psyched to have him. That makes me want the Batman movie even more. Although it does make me sad that he probably won't be playing uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Chris yeah. Cooper. I'm ready for Chris Cooper to come back in and do that. So it's, that's fine with me. <laughs> but I it, I think that's a good choice. I think it is too. Very yeah. good. He'll probably stay bald. Your mom's a good choice. You think he's stay oh! bald? He won't get <laughs> the hair piece? No, I think he'll be bald. I hope he gets, I hope he gets a little bit of a mustache. He'll try to sell some insurance. Yeah. Mm. Uh. I don't know. We'll see. After that Terminator showing, I did not like his character in the Terminator. So, oh, we'll see. That's kind of similar, except for it was a cop, so it's not exactly similar. Right. He was right. a cop. Okay, right, right, not right. similar. I'm an Next. idiot. Yeah. Speaking of Next. casting, Kern. that's me. That's the cue for me to start. Talking. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, another no, no. casting. Sorry, no, no. We, didn't, we didn't work this out very well. <laughs> no. um, Stephen King fans will have some excitement in February 2017. Sony Pictures has staked out February 17th, 2017 as the release date of The Dark Tower. Ooh. They recently confirmed, and I hope I say this name right, Idris Elba. Idris. 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 My bad. As Roland Deshane. Is that right? Yeah. Roland Deshane and Matthew McConaughey as the man in black. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so yes. does anyone do 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 any of us know about the Dark Tower series? Man, I played the board game when I was younger, and I have the graphic <laughs> novels. I have all the hardbacks. So yeah, so you're uh, very familiar. With I'm I'm pretty familiar, especially with the. I think it's going to be the Gunslinger that they're saying this first one's going to be about, and I'm I'm down for that because it's going to be. They're saying like this whole big universe. There's going to be multiple movies and stuff, and it should be because that's one of the reasons why no one's done it yet. It's just so epic. It's too much. Yeah, it's just so or massive. Like The Hobbit, much. you know. <laughs> it's like Tolkien big. And Stephen King's even said this is his opus. This is the thing that he's most proud of that he's always wanted to mm. make. Yeah, there's a there's a series out right now on like Hulu or something, right? right? Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, it's only on Hulu with yes. Stephen King. Uh, it's, a, it's about time travel and going yeah. back to when Kennedy was assassinated. And it's 11-26-63, I think. I, I don't remember the exact date, oh, but yeah. that's it. It's got James Franco in it. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I'm going to. I'm waiting for the whole it thing looks to finish. really good. I love the book. 
Well, the whole main thing that I understand about that uh, is that time doesn't like being jacked with. So as this guy keeps going back trying to adjust things, it keeps countering back and sending him for, you know, whatever kind of dilemma he comes up with. Mm. It's it's the if they stick with the way it is in the book, the time traveling mechanics are very interesting. So yeah. I didn't know anything about that, and now I want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I should. I, I, I saw it. It's super cool. Do you have to have Hulu Plus or whatever? No. Yeah. You, you have to have a subscription, or is it just on there? It's uh, Actually, is it Hulu or Amazon? I can't remember. I think it's Hulu. It's Hulu. I believe so it's Hulu. Just, yeah, just Hulu. Well, Not the ad-free Hulu. Well, I'll watch it someday. Yep. Someday. Absolutely. It'll be out on DVD or whatever when they finish. Oh, right, so do you yeah. think that's a good casting for... I mean, I don't know really much about these characters. I think Matthew McConaughey is a really good actor. I'm going to say, I think they're both very good actors. Yeah. yeah. So having literally no knowledge about the characters they're playing, I think they made some good choices. I, yeah, I'm really excited to see McConaughey. And he's the more, for me, he's the more, uh, I don't, what's the word I'm looking here? Versatile? Versatile? No, he's the more controversial choice in my oh. mind. People are Because upset. people have a certain idea of McConaughey. Yeah, people are getting upset about uh, Idris getting picked. And I'm like, if you saw Beast of No Nation... And everything else he's literally ever done, then you shouldn't be worried. He's a really good actor. Yeah. He'll fill the shoes fine. Was, uh, it's a race thing, and that makes no sense to me, so I don't uh, care. He was really good in The Office. <laughs> what? He, he was on The Office. <laughs> he played like a manager. That's great. <laughs> That's great. All right. Your mom's great. Great. She is. Well, also today, uh, oh. I saw, they dropped it. I think they dropped it today. The Game of Thrones trailer for season six. Yes. It looks shush, Chris. <laughs> We're not there yet. Shush. Yeah, okay. Uh, it looks really awesome. I'm excited. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it's going now that we are past the books and those of us who have read all the books have no idea what's going to happen next. Boom. Yeah, it looks really, yeah. really cool. And one of the things that I love the most, and I can't remember the guy's character, but he's the he's the uh, he was the right hand. To the brother uh, that had oh, the, the sorceress, the yeah, Onion and, and at the very end of the trailer, he says basically, "I'm not a violent man, so I apologize in advance." <laughs> right before he's about to open a can of wolf ass, <laughs> and you don't get to see that in the trailer, but it's just like I was like, "Oh yeah, very cool." <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I was I was a little disappointed with the last season because they were traveling so far away from the books, but now they've already stated out loud that they're not really following the. The book line anymore. And, yeah. and, and was that not Bran? Is that his name? Bran that was in, in the Trevor standing? I think standing so. Up with the, he he yes, looks very with much the ice older. Walker. Yes, and he was not in the last season at all. No, he wasn't. Well, well that's following the books pretty much. If yeah. you've read the yeah. book. And, and so <laughs> was he like, in the last three books? No, bring him back. Yeah. Was he in the last three he books? In, yes, kill him. He was in the fifth book, I think. I don't. Which I could have. But uh, he wasn't, I think, I forget which book it was, that they switched it up. So he had one book where he had only certain characters, and then the other book that had only certain characters. Right. They took place in the same time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was, is that five and six? It's five, it's either, maybe it's five and six. But I like, don't what, know. Off the top was, my, I, what was really, the whole thing blurs. What was really interesting to me in that is when I saw Bran, and, and it looked like he had the black eyes, like he was in... That vision that he does. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, we're doing spoilers if you haven't seen it, by the way. But anyway, trailer. Um, it looked like he was standing because there yeah. was an ice walker next to him. And he's still a kid. And it looked like he was standing as the ice walker was next to him. So 
that kind of got me thinking, like, mm-hmm. you know, how if, if he is standing, how is he standing? Yeah. I I'm, I think there's some good theories out there, especially in the show. I don't watch the show. I watched the first two seasons, and then I stopped because I was I was afraid of getting hit in my reading. But since now they're branching off, I'm thinking about going ahead and watching it. I don't know. Right. The, the seasons do a really good job of following the books almost exactly up until, I think, the third yeah. season. And then after that, it's just... It falls apart a little bit, which I was really disappointed about because that's why I really loved the first few seasons because they followed it so well. Well, that's why I stopped. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna be ahead of where I'm reading because these books are huge and it's gonna take me forever. Yeah, Chris, what did you think of the trailer? Well, uh, you know, I really, I really liked seeing uh, the the guy with the sword again and the, and, the, and the standing and all the fire the guy with the sword you described like all the, everybody uh, in the freaking show and then I saw like all the fire and the ice and the, oh that was the in red. songs there were songs the songs songs there was, there was no dragons in that trailer yes there was <laughs> was there what yeah. are dragons you see, you see I've heard uh, Khaleesi's, Khaleesi's I've heard there's in the building uh, you see the big one uh, what's his name Drake, Drake oh I guess Drake, I missed it I guess yeah. I wasn't for like good. a second he's like and my my favorite character Durambando. Did you just combine Domino's and Geronimo in one day? You're reaching right now. Drumbunga? Yes, Drumbunga, fan yes, of the Chris, show. Chris she burned like that show. place to the, to the ground already, so you're a couple of seasons behind. <laughs> uh, quick question for the people that do know about Game of Thrones. Uh, the guy that writes the books. Uh-huh. Yes. He, I think he said something about how Something was going to happen with a character that's either dead on the show and alive in the book, or vice versa, was like the biggest thing he could think of. That's definitely going to be a difference going forward. Don't know who he was talking I think about. Be Probably talking Jon about Jon Snow. Snow. I, I'm pretty sure Jon Snow. Whatever way the show takes, the books will go a different way. I think that because it was at the end of the last season that he got shot repeatedly. He got, he got well stabbed. Well, stabbed. Shot. Yeah. Oh, they don't, yeah. they, don't, they don't have guns. <laughs> no, I thought it was like a bow and arrow thing. No, Didn't he, he get, get shot stabbed. with an arrow? Uh, I think my theory stabbed? is that they're going to kill him in the show, but he's going to be alive in the in the book series because Maybe. the book series delved more into the. Uh, yeah, the there's org stuff. Yeah, there's some but more. But the show hasn't really done much of that. And there's, I think the books have more of a history with Jon Snow, maybe. We haven't yeah. seen yet, but I have. everyone has the same theory. I think we're yeah. right. Yeah, mm. I agree. Uh, and that, and, that, and that's, that theory came out immediately after last season. Yeah. I mean, they immediately start talking Well, and it's, it's, it's theories <laughs> that the people who have read the sixth book have been having for since the sixth book was out. So Yeah, you kind of know that here's... What bugs His mom me. and dad are. Here's what bugs me about the books. If he has like sort of like the whole story planned out in his head already, he just hadn't written how things happen. Right. Yeah. It doesn't take this long to write a book. It takes it, him like every one of his books has taken him like five years to write. I don't know. I know, but like it shouldn't. I know. <laughs> he like well, he is it, old. It, it frustrates me, and I don't even and read the books. It's the fact that I know, but he already has like an idea of what's gonna. He knows the end already. Yeah, but I books. think some of the... I he think, knows the way everything's going to go already. Well, I don't think he knows the way everything's going to go. I think he knows where it's going to end yeah, up. You, made, That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he knows how it's going to end. Well, he, yeah, but but how that path is taken Turns. has probably changed a hundred different times in that process. See, that kind of stuff bugs me. Like, it's happened on other... Like, it's happened on some TV shows where, like... I don't know if you all watched Dexter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
the episode at the end of one of the seasons when Deb walks in on him killing somebody, mm-hmm. they said, we wrote that because we knew it had to happen eventually. Now we've written ourselves into a corner and we have to figure out what happens next. Uh, that bugged the crap out of me. Because they didn't know. They had no idea. Either. They're like, we're making it happen, so we have to think of what to do next. I was like, that's terrible. Yeah, that's not Or good. like they interviewed uh, Kurt Sutter about the last season of Sons yeah. of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. They were filming the first episode of the final season, and even he said, I'm not sure how this season's going to end yet. Because he was waiting for the first like two or three episodes to come out. And he probably wanted to based see the ending, how the fans were going to yeah, react. Yeah, he waited until fans reacted to the first like two or three episodes of the season and changed the way and, the whole series was going to end. I don't appreciate that as a fan, but as a writer, I don't appreciate that. It's because a terrible it's your way to story. Yeah, like as it's a fan, yeah, as a fan, I want to know his story, not That's what exactly he goes, right. hey... I want you guys to tell me how you think it should end, that's, and I'll make it do that. That thing. that's kind of why. So I like was that okay bugs me Dexter's about yeah. ending. No, I know. No. Yeah. See. No, no. That's the thing. Dexter's ending was one of those things that, like, after two years, I accepted that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Took oh, Dexter time. was awesome. No, no, no. But the the, the series finale the way was it garbage. Yeah, but no, anyway, it wasn't. Oh, oh. So you got you accepted it. No, but it's garbage. Accepted it. It's <laughs> okay. It's garbage. No. Anyway. And it ended, and then that was it. Yeah, yeah, I agree that maybe something, you know, you, you want the fairy tale ending where he, he meets up with a girl and goes off and he raises his kid with no, his I, girlfriend. No, I didn't want that no. either. I wanted him to get caught and go okay, to prison. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, he spent the whole series killing people. And instead of, like, him getting caught, he exiles himself. Yeah, he went all over me. And becomes like a... Car- like not a carpenter, he becomes like a lumberjack, and that's the end of the series. Yeah. I'm like, that's he should have gotten caught and gotten arrested. Yeah, because seeing the way that there could have been a whole season of him in prison with them just figuring everything out, like realizing, oh, he did this and this and this and this. And you know, because you, you know what, I like that because I never thought of it, but I would have watched the hell out of a Hannibal Lecter version of Dexter, where they come that's to where, I like his, Hannibal. where his sister has to come to him and goes, look, this is who we're chasing. This is the new killer. Yeah. She joins the FBI and yeah. takes over. And then he he's the he's her key. Anyway, so yeah, the new Game of Thrones trailer came out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we, 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 we're, we're kind of don't worry, guys. We're not as off track as you think. Because yeah, we're actually pretty on track. We're, so the next something else, Chris doesn't like. Yeah. Here comes the news. Right. Other than VR, since our last podcast recording, just a few days ago, I think it was on Friday. We had days Friday or Saturday. They released the first trailer. For the new Ghostbusters, Gus, the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, the the, the trailer, uh, you know, it shows the new characters. It shows uh, the four female leads. It shows Chris Hemsworth as Kevin, who's the secretary type person, like the assistant person. Um, <laughs> you get to see the new ghosts that are all blue because there's no other colors that ghosts could be for some reason. And, and the old ghost Slimer. It does show Slimer. Slimer. He's green. And he's green because he's Slimer. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It'd be weird if Slimer was blue. You you wouldn't even be able to tell it was Slimer then. It'd be like, who is Um, this? And the trailer was met with universal criticism. Yeah, that's putting it Too many haters out there. If, I don't know, can a trailer be on Rotten Tomatoes? No. If it could be, this would be rated as like a 2% fresh. It's like, I, I agree. Well, very, it's very, like 30%. The, the likes are there uh, on YouTube. It has likes oh, yeah. Dislikes. The likes on YouTube are, it, are it, I've never seen that many dislikes. No. I'll give you that. But like, it's like, it looks like a lightsaber. It's like this and then it's red. It's, it's, not, it's, not, uh, good. it's not good. Most people don't like it. Too many haters. I think um, it looks great. I got to yes. disagree. 
I mean, I don't think the trailer. I I I am interested in the film, but it turned me off on the trailer because it made me feel like it was a remake. And the reason why it made me feel like a remake because I was looking at the characters, and this has nothing to do with the fact that they're female for all you <laughs> feminists out there. But it made me feel like it was the four daughters of the previous four actors that were mm-hmm. in the film or the characters that were in the previous films. And it made me feel like it was going to be a remake. Yeah. Now, I have no idea from the trailer if they're related or not. I have no idea. But mm-hmm. it, that's how it made me feel. And, mm-hmm. and when they get the new car and they remake the new car, that's exactly what happened in the first one. They, they found a junky old ambulance. They remade it into a Ghostbuster emergency vehicle. It's the same exact story. And that's how the trailer made me feel. Yeah. Is that it was the exact same story. And that's why I'm turned off about it. I liked it. I liked the... Uh, I thought the humor in it was pretty great. Uh, and it reminded me a little bit of the original Ghostbusters humor. The type of humor that they had. Um, I really liked the... Uh, I don't even remember what her name is. But the, the engineer chick... Who's like making all the the contraptions to capture the ghosts in? I thought she looked really cool, um, and yeah, I think it. I think it's it's going to be pretty great. Um, the uh, I I would guess that maybe my theory would be that maybe one of them is related to one of the original Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and this I is sort so. of like a they the original Ghostbusters thirty years ago saved Manhattan and took care of the ghost problem and it wasn't really a problem anymore because they kind of let it uh you know it, it they they fixed the problem uh, there weren't any more ghosts to hunt and that was fine and then now somebody is stirring the pot and you know conjuring up some ghosts and so they these women who uh i'm guessing one of them at least has some sort of connection to the old ghostbusters is like we need to do this i don't know that's what i think it's going to be and i think that that's and it's true. I, we don't want it to turn into another Boondock Saints two. Oh that my would gosh. depress the hell out of I'm me. Saints But um, I'm really, I'm really excited for it. If it does end up being like that, I will probably cry. But um, I will. I, I'm hoping it's not. And it, from the trailer, I don't think it is. Going to I, I, I have to admit, you know, there was a part in the trailer where I did laugh. You know, when the girl was possessed, and then she started getting the, <laughs> she slapped she her. Got, started getting bitch slapped basically. And um, you know, I did laugh at that. But I, I mean, like I said, overall, it just felt too much like a remake for me. But that could be just them not doing a good job at releasing a good quality trailer that depicted what the film is going to be, you know? I mean, I hope that it's not a remake, like you said. Yeah. But it doesn't me make me want to go spend <laughs> 8, 10, 12 bucks in a movie to go see it right now. I mean, they're really going to have to release something later on or something more uh, appealing for me to really want to go see it in the movie theater. I can't wait. I'm excited to go see it. See, and I hope it'll be good. Like, I didn't like the trailer. The story that they present in there, that somebody's created some device that's you know, creating more ghost activity than normal. That's interesting. Yeah. Because that means the bad guy isn't a ghost. It means it's a person. So that's interesting. It could be, what if it's uh, Dan Aykroyd? He oh made the gosh. device to try to like drum up more uh, <laughs> you know, to, demand to for ghost like some days. more like episode seven theory. <laughs> Yeah, Tarkin. No, we should all we should all take <laughs> like a guess Tarkin, at it because yeah. I actually like it, and I don't like any of the actresses independently. Yeah. So I really like Kristen Wiig. 
I don't find her. I liked her in The Martian. There we go. I guess I can give her a bet. I haven't seen the uh, the engineer chick in any other movies, I don't think. I Not that I can remember. Obviously, she's engineer on... Engineer chick. What is her name? She's on, I, I she's on SNL. Uh, God, Jesus. Uh, okay, the, the four characters, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon... That's it. Melissa McCarthy and Leslie Jones. Yeah, there you go. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon seems like... Else. Yeah, she. I think she's just been in a, like her and Leslie Jones. I feel like haven't been in movies. Yeah, no, they've just been on SNL. Well, they've been in now. stuff, but not anything. Yeah, nothing like lead. Speak of. Um, I feel like Kate McKinnon's going to be the Egon character because she's the one that's like making the thing. Yeah, right. And Melissa McCarthy's the one that like burned herself. She. It's the thing. But she's the one that made like that bear trap looking thing. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but the problem I have is like the scene with the hats and the licking the gun and all this. She's the character I like the least out of all of them mm-hmm. because it just seems like she's trying way, way too hard. Um, well, Melissa McCarthy's her her humor is always that, I like I like that hers ridiculous. Yeah, like, this is the most toned down I think I've seen her, and I like it. <laughs> no, that's the thing. That's that's that is an interesting point. I don't like Melissa McCarthy. I do not. I think she looks okay in this. Yeah, because she doesn't. She's not just like. Blah, blah, blah. Like exactly. I feel like that she's always loud and obnoxious and over the top and everything else. <laughs> and then she's this, been. and I think she's going to be the tieback. I mean, you guys are saying if we're going to speculate that there's a tieback because we know the other Ghostbusters here. Mm-hmm. I think that Bill Murray's character, that Venkman is her faculty mentor when she yeah. was when one of their either her or Kristen Wiig, there they have a faculty mentor from because don't forget the other two Ghostbusters, Stans and Venkman were professors, right. And Hudson went back, or I said Ernie, Ernie Hudson's character, Winston Zedmore, went back to school. So I guess he could technically be it. I don't know. Who knows what will happen. Right. Um, I, I had to look it up because I wasn't sure because I've heard so many things. But uh, Paul Feig, yeah. Feig, how do you pronounce his name? He did confirm that it's a complete reboot. Oh, yeah? So it's not... A sequel, even though... Even though in the trailer it was like 30 though, years yeah, ago. Even though it starts off saying 30 years ago for scientists, it's not a... It's, it's saying that to us, not to the... Uh, you know, in... That didn't bug me as much as it bugged other that, people. Which is weird to me, because it's like, well, if... Because here's the thing about a reboot. To me, a reboot, you should be doing a lot more new things. Like, so why is it that it's still like an old fire station, and it's still on a corner... Yeah. Well, like, because it feels like there's too many. Well, but you can remake because if you reboot Robinson Crusoe, he's still on a desert island. No, no, that's the thing. No, but there's basics. Like the basic could just be they're in New York. It doesn't have to be a fire department on a corner. It does. And Ecto One <laughs> has no, to. Ecto One has to be in there. No, if there's that many similarities, then it's not a reboot. It's a remake. I would like the episode I would like seven argues with you there, buddy. I would like it a bit better if it was just the the. The remake with the or like this the late late sequel mm-hmm. where it's like like it how it was in the trailer thirty years ago scientists stopped the thing yeah and then like that would make more sense oh if they're in the same building because they know that's where they did it last oh time. yeah definitely I'm not and saying it's so that's weird that that's been confirmed but this the way they yeah. did the trailer was different that it's a hard reboot yeah see um. Now, Max, now I am a little bit worried. Max Landis. Do you know oh, who he is? Yeah. He's the one that I was telling you about. He is the one that had the script where it was Egon's daughter and three guys. Let me just stop and, real quick for a second. If Max Landis said that that was his pitch, I instantly will go for whatever one out over that. Max Landis is a... You know what, Max we have Landis? A, we don't have a swear jar. 
But if we did, I would go off. Oh, don't go look at my YouTube account and what I write when he's on Screen Junkies, dude. No, Max Landis is a spoiled kid that is not a talented writer. I, American, I, like, I like his stuff. American so Ultra, uh, American Alien. I, I, go ahead. <laughs> See, but I think Paul Feig is like super overrated because I don't think Spy was good. I don't think... No, uh, it wasn't. What else has he done? Everything with Melissa McCarthy. Whenever people were... Yeah, everything Melissa McCarthy's done. And I don't like her, so I don't like Paul Feig. No. But, um... I want Ghostbusters to be good. I'm probably not going to see it in theaters. I'm probably going to wait until it's out on Blu-ray or whatever. I think I'm going to drive it. Unless yeah. the next, and here's the thing. drive it. That's right. I think I, I think I, we mentioned this before the podcast, but because <laughs> of the hugely negative response to this trailer, I think they know that the next trailer has to be better. And if it's better enough, that's English, right? If it's better enough, then maybe sure. it'll make me want to watch better. it. Yeah. Don't worry, Ghostbusters. I'll go see you in theaters. Uh, you will get my see, money. and that—that's the number one thing that bugs me. Is I feel like they know that even because I've heard so many people say I'm a huge fan of Ghostbusters. This looks terrible, but I'm still gonna watch it because I'm a fan of Ghostbusters. But like see, I'm afraid that they're relying on the fact that there's so many people that are gonna watch it just to see, not because they want to. Like, well, I want to know if it's good or not. So, see, I saw the trailer, though, and I'm like, now I really want to go see it. Yeah, buddy. So. Right, I know, but I'm saying, like, but you're in the minority. Like, most people didn't feel that way. Uh, That's I, why I, I'm like, yeah. maybe That's they so assume sad. that most people are still going to watch it even though they don't think it looks yeah, good. You know, and that's an interesting point because what's today's topic, Chris? Today's topic is things we like that other people don't, specifically TV shows. Or, or potentially... Things we hate that other people like. Right, vice yes. versa. Either that's, way. That's right. And we're, we're trying to stick with big things because, I mean, everyone likes something and everyone hates something else. Yeah. Now, those kind of things we'll limit to in the group, but generally we're going to look at things that are considered great or horrible right. and uh, talk about those. Yeah. So who wants to who shoot? wants to go yeah, that's right. first? Oh, what should what should we do? Oh, we, we already talked a little bit about Game of Thrones. I feel like so maybe. Kurt, yeah, we talked about Ghost, uh, well, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Ghostbusters, how about, how about which is Game of Thrones in medieval times. That's if you right. Think yeah, about it. I'm going to yeah, leave right. it off because because uh, Rose <laughs> mentioned this just a second ago. Is oh. the Boondock Saints two? I know. Quite a few people that actually like the Boondock Saints too, and I cannot mm. stand. Nope. I don't know anybody that likes. I don't know any. I think yeah. it's universally yeah, revived. I, I personally don't no, know. I that's that's like it. saying the Ghostbusters. Kern, your friends that like this they movie, they suck. Get rid of them. I need new friends. <laughs> delete them on Facebook. <laughs> delete them. Off Block them on Twitter. Whatever you have to yeah, do. Get I, these negative people out of your yeah, life. That's right. It, the, that that has got to be. You know, we were talking about hoping that Ghostbusters was not another remake. That that was the epitome. Of remakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was literally the same movie over again and done way, way worse than the first one. It was yep. done worse. Same jokes recycled. They I just mean, replaced the Italian guy with the Mexican guy. That's right. They punked him the exact same way. Ooh, edgy. Uh, even, even the part where they, they fall upside down through the hotel in the first one, yeah. they, they come upside down on the forklift and they shoot. I mean, it, this has got <laughs> to be, Boondock Saints 2 has got to be the worst it was sequel ever made, ever. It was a total cringe fest. Yes, I, I was really ashamed that I watched it. <laughs> Luckily, I only watched it on DVD, so I didn't really spend a whole heck of a lot of money to see it. But it was a waste of like two hours of my life. So yeah, it was unfortunate. But I don't think anybody liked it. Yeah, I mean, very, I, 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 these, these, except these, for my friends. I, I'm saying that's got to be a very small percentage. About. I don't yeah. think. What I love doing though, because you see people that have the tattoo. 
yeah. on their on their hand on their Alex, shout out. And like, yeah. <laughs> and I like whenever I see that, I always go, Oh, do you like Boondog Saints too? And they're like, No. <laughs> And I'm like, well, why'd you get the tattoo? Like, just pretend it's from the second movie. <laughs> Man, you know, it's like funny. you've only seen the second movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, I haven't seen the first one. I just was the first one good. Was the first one good? Is, is it good as the second one? Because <laughs> uh, I love that one. Oh, that's that a terrible good. sentence. Was it as good as the first one? <laughs> that's awesome, Dane. You know, actually, <laughs> yeah. but, but you say that, but I, I love Highlander too, and it is regarded oh as probably gosh. the worst film ever by some people. I mean, by critics and stuff. It, <laughs> The Renegade cut, which the director made after the studio uh, screwed the pooch, is amazing. I'm sorry. They're I love Highlander. The pooch. Your mom screwed the pooch. Here's the thing about Highlander. There can only be the first one. No. Oh. <laughs> no. You are wrong, sir. You are wrong. You have obviously not watched all the rest like I have. Well, I haven't watched the second one, but that's not the point. No, the second... I watched the second one, and, and I'm not going to say that the second one sucked as bad as the Boondock Saints 2. I'm not going to say that. Even though I think I did say that on Vine once. But, um, I mean, I'm not going to say I, that. I, I mean, I've said that, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to recant that statement. Um, I, I didn't like it anywhere near as much as, as Highlander 1 or Highlander 3. With Mario Van Peebles? That's, that's a, of course you like it. It's good. They're all good. <laughs> but the second one I disliked out of the three, out of 1, 2, and 3... Highlander 2, I disliked the most. I just didn't in, care in, for it. Endgame has Adrian Paul, but it's still good. But 2, 2 got screwed because it had time travel and it had this weird rule about the game and you find out all this stuff about it and people are like, it's too much. The mythos is ruined and the film is incoherent. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's not. It's Blade Runner is just as incoherent on that level for me. Yeah, but, this, but Blade Runner is one movie. The second movie kind of dick slapped the other one right in the face. <laughs> Oh my! I, I mean, Highlander one is the greatest film of all time. Mm. Highlander two, <laughs> you're like uh. Highlander two. Don't worry, we're good. That's not the, if that's the most controversial thing that we have. To wait until I get to these papers. Um, <laughs> Highlander one is the greatest film of all time, according to Ricky Bobby and myself. Ricky, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh dear. Oh Lord Jesus. And two is maybe a star behind it. If it's ten stars, that is nine. I'm sorry. It's really great. Go watch the Renegade cut. Don't watch any other cut because studios suck sometimes, and that's what happened. So I saw Highlander. There was there was so much uh, hype for it. All my friends were like, "It's the best." It's blah blah blah. And I watched it, and I was like, "Why? Why is this? What what's going on in this movie? Why can there only be one? Why?" You watch Highlander two and find out. Uh, I'm just like, I, did, I don't know, I just didn't like it that much. Well, supposedly much. in the first one, you know, every time they, they killed an immortal, they, when an immortal killed another immortal, they gained their power, their right. their history, their abilities, everything like that. Everything that they had that they had grown strong with. And um, supposedly when the last one was left, which happened in the first one, spoiler alert, um, he basically became like... The no all knowing knowing being yeah, right. of the planet Earth. He uh-huh. could he could hear all the thoughts of everybody and everything. But for like one that. second, because the gift, what he won, the prize was mortality. It was mortality, right? So it was all for nothing. It wasn't for anything. You think about it. You, you <laughs> want to die naturally. You get to live a normal life. Like that's how poignant is that? That even these immortal beings, all they want 
is to have what we already have. I mean, so it's more poignant than Anne Rice's vampires, which are still great, but this. There's actually kind of an anime that is like that. It's called Bakuno. Yeah. Lots of immortal people. You can devour them to or not learn all of their, their memories and everything. It's interesting. Can there only be one? No! Oh. There can be many. But wait, wait, wait. No, in the end. No, no. The Highland, the, the Immortals have listed. It's great. Go watch it. It's called <laughs> Highlander 2 The Renegade Cut. Letterbox if they have it. Because I'm old. Desmond likes it. Great. Everybody else hates it. Right. Well, what about I you? I hate it. I just didn't like it as much as the other. I hate it. Anyway, got something that they love. I, uh. Well, I really like the Crystal Skull. That's pretty much universally disliked. Not universally, yeah. but largely. As many people as many people like it as like Boondock Saints. <laughs> what's funny what's I funny to me is what's, what's funny to me is with Crystal Skull is like when somebody says, Why do you like Crystal Skull? Like if they're somebody that just hates it. I'm like, well I'm a big fan of the Indiana Jones movies. Do you not realize <laughs> that they're cheesy and like fantasy and all this stuff like yeah. you not realize that because that's what crystal skull was the only thing i didn't like about it was the whole son shia labeouf thing but the movie was good so people hated the the him surviving a nuclear holocaust in a fridge but I thought that, that was, was awesome. hilarious that was great <laughs> i think it was the way it was done for me like it was just the cartoony manner of it it's not that's but not that's what's not funny is the only thing afterwards that i was like well how did he keep the door shut that's the only thing that I was like, that's weird. Not that he flew super far and lived. It's just, well, it's keep funny, the door old, shut those inside. Those old fridges, though, you, you close them and they, they close. That's they, like, right. Yeah, that's how like, kids died, Chris. So that's legit. But then you wouldn't, have been able to, yeah. you wouldn't have been able to open it. The old Kelvinator nope. refrigerators had a huge lock yeah, on those double walled. That's double awesome. Walled. And that just makes me like it more. That's why kids died explained. in them in a long time ago. You read yeah. yeah. stories about kids getting locked in oh, a fridge. Oh, cool. Kids died in fridges. Yeah. So definitely would have been like Everybody survived a fridge incident. Some kids like, I'm just going to sit in here and drink milk. Oh no, I'm dead. <laughs> well, they, right. you throw out an old fridge. That's why you're not allowed to throw them out like that. But I kind of, oh. I, I definitely agree with you, Chris. About it's it's an Indiana Jones movie. It's just another Indiana Jones movie because I hadn't been, I hadn't watched them growing <laughs> up, so I had no like nostalgia attached to them. My friends had me watch them, and then we went to go watch the Crystal Skull, and they were like, "This was awful." And I was like, "It's the same kind of movie we just watched mm-hmm. like yesterday." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you all so angry? I love the looks of disapproval coming from Desmond. <laughs> I don't hate the Crystal Skull, but all the things you guys are like, it's the same. Look, I said this before and I'm going to say it now because it's a great parallel. There's a suspension of disbelief in the Indiana Jones original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then they're swinging with monkeys. And what it is, is it's the Jurassic Park that the dinosaur cannot break the plexiglass roof or whatever that you have when the Tyrannosaurus Rex is trying to eat them. The monkeys was that, a little bit. That that is jumping. <laughs> that is jumping out of the plane with the inflatable raft, and then swinging with the monkeys <laughs> is riding a motorcycle with velociraptors. Yeah, they were trained velociraptors, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, I'm sure those monkeys were trained too the by CGI computers. So and were, the, were the vines and the trees. <laughs> they, they were all trained by Chris Pratt. That's yeah, right. There you go. Who people want to play Indiana Jones? Exactly. And I want to play Indiana I, Jones. I want to play Indiana Jones. I right. play Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Cosplay. Yeah. Panda Jones. Panda. Pandiana Jones. <laughs> I, I, and I think that a lot of people didn't like 
Crystal Skulls because in the previous movies, everybody could associate with the main item that he was trying to find. They, they could associate with that because they had either, you know, gone to church or learned history on it, like with the, the Lost Ark or the... Um, the Grail. The Grail. And... Um, Oh, dude. who knows what it is? It's the no. Chivalingas. It's the rocks. The Holy Rocks the come rocks, off of Chivalingas. Which nobody knows about. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's just as rare as it is. And the Mitchell Hedges skulls, which but, is what they really but are. I think where, I think where it is is, is that you know, a lot of people don't know that those crystal skulls actually have history. And I really probably, I don't recall at the time, but I don't think I knew that much about them until after I saw the film. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and then I started seeing the History Channel where they start talking about it. It's like all of a sudden now the History Channel's got to talk about crystal skulls. Because Indiana Jones movie came out. You know, right. they got the crazy guy that's on there that's got the freaking hair that sticks up like freaking Don King. <laughs> and um, there's, there's really aliens out there. And um, mm-hmm. so... And, yeah, I mean, you bring up an interesting point, Kern. I, I, I think that Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull did more for Crystal Skulls than it did for Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I feel like if it would have done better and gotten a better response, there probably would have been a sequel to that sooner. So I feel like yeah. they're going to make another one. But like, if it would have been better received, there would have been another one like three years later. Because I have to know Starring how he gets Shia that. LaBeouf I know how he gets that eye patch in the young Indiana Shia Jones LaBeouf. series. That he tells <laughs> himself he's reading the journal. I have to know how he gets the eye patch. Actual. Camera. Shia LaBeouf did not get the handoff of the no. hat. Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf is it LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Is not famous anymore. Actual yeah, he, he, he hangs out in art exhibits right? in elevators with cameras, <laughs> and that's what he does now. He went batshit crazy. Yeah. Well, it's uh, hilarious. He's just doing his own thing. Yeah, he's just doing his own thing. Yeah, I, th- I mean, don't hey, it's probably like uh, what's his name, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, in his uh, I, I'm not here anymore. Yeah, his I'm still here movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, like nobody bothered to watch. No, but he spent like three years of his life making. So yeah, more well, power to him. Right, I got for something you. for you. Oh, the TV series Galavant. I love that show. A lot of people don't like it. I think it is fantastic. And I love the fact that they do almost, ex- they do exactly what Deadpool did. And that is draw attention to the fact that they are on a TV show and that they can't believe they were renewed for a second season and so <laughs> forth and so on. And they, they throw jabs at the network and uh, so forth and so on. So I, that's what I love about uh, Galavant is I'm, that it, it reminds me of Robin Hood Men in Tight by Mel Brooks, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't like Galavant. I, I love Galavant. I've only seen it. a few episodes, and I've I've really liked it. Plus, Weird Al's in it, so that gets my vote almost immediately. I had never heard of it, so I just looked it <laughs> up. It is a musical comedy on ABC. I want to watch it now. It, it it's pretty good. I, yeah. to, I, I, I mean, I when you said Robin Hood Men in Tights. I was like, well, that was like a comedy, and they like sing and stuff. What the heck is he talking about? So I look it up. It's like musical comedy. I'm like, uh, oh, oh okay. just reading that description. I'm like, that sounds like Men in Tights. It has Lassiter from Psych in it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to it's, give that it's a... It's pretty funny. Give yeah. that a gander. Yeah, yeah Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> this I, show is brought to you by I Gander Mountain, a purveyor of fine sporting good. <laughs> Shush. So Galavan, if you haven't seen it, season two has completed. Check it out. Yeah. Pretty funny show. So um, we have uh, there's like something that I really like. I'm terrible at keeping up with TV shows, so I haven't seen much of the the latest seasons. But I really like The Big Bang Theory. 
Oh, ah, Jesus. And so there's, there's like, Silence. it feels like, to me, it feels like this is a series that either people love or people hate. There's like a great divide there. And I think it's like, it's it's a big division even in the the nerd community. I love, I love the Big Bang Theory. I mean, there's, there's so many aspects of that show that depict me as a person with my nerdiness. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it. So, Chris? There are so many things. <laughs> so, so many. I can see him over By the there. way, we are split uh, 50-50, so me yeah. and Chris have just Desmond responded from yeah, leaning this, back this is to crowding the microphone. They have physically reeled away yeah, from me. Yeah, the lines have been divided, and this is a rumble royale right now about to happen. Uh, okay, so, first off, I feel like too much of the humor in that show hinges on the idea that nerds are outcasts, which hasn't been true in a long time. I mean, this show proves that yeah. it's not. It's like, it's not. look at these fringe freaks, and at the same time, it's, it's like, like, but we're the most popular show in America. Yeah, it's because nerds and nerd culture isn't unpopular anymore, Right. which all the comedy in the show hinges on. But that's still a matter of perspective, because in certain circles, it is. Oh, yeah, in certain circles of, like, five jock friends. But, like, overall... Overall, the number one show isn't a comedy about well, geeks if they I'll aren't mainstream. Right now, you know, I've got my... Well, I don't have it. Actually, it's in my car. <laughs> I, have, I have my Empire Strikes Back Star Wars Metal Lunchbox from mm-hmm. when I was a kid that I found in stores that I bring to work with me every day. And people kind of look at me kind of odd. And I'm like, you know what? I rock that thing because I love it and and I don't care because mm-hmm. I loved it when I was a kid. I still love Star Wars. I'm I'm it's a lunchbox. I need to carry my lunch to work. I'm not gonna put it in a brown freaking paper bag or a plastic bag from freaking Walmart. I'm gonna put it in this freaking metal container that I have and it looks cool and I love it. And, and it's people, specifically for lunches. And it's specifically <laughs> for lunches. Yeah. And, and it keeps and them so, warm cold. So therefore, I still get, you know, so I can relate to the fact that, you know, there's still that skepticism out there or that 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 look of like, really? From people whenever you're, you know, exposing your nerd, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I am fully with that. That I mean, I think we all grew up before this being a nerd was cool and we had to be forced into social situations mm-hmm. in school and things. Mm-hmm. And it was very rough. No one's debating that. The problem that I have is that the show is shallow on it. None of the jokes, none of the nerds are hardcore nerds. They're all very surface jokes that everyone in the mainstream can get. That's what I have an issue with about the, the Star whole... Wars jokes are not any. Uh, the, they the, might as well be a listicles article. They're not. The Comic Con episode was so spot on. If you've ever tried to get into the virtual Comic Con's not mainstream. Yeah, Comic Con's super mainstream now. Like it's barely even about comic books. It's anymore. not even a nerd thing. I In know, fact, but... I boycott it just because people are like, "Are you going to Comic Con? You must not be a real nerd." Yeah, but it's not about <laughs> Comic Con. It's about their depiction of how much of a pain in the ass it is to get tickets for that. But show. what I'm saying is that ex- that and experience that but that experience now is not a nerd only experience. That's what I'm saying. The whole show is built around these experiences that are now mainstream, and they're trying to sell it to nerd culture. And it's pretty much a form of exploitation. It's nerd exploitation. So I like it because it's funny and because it's slightly nerdy. So I gotta tell my story though. Makes me laugh. Tell the story. So the first time I saw The Big Bang Theory was not on TV. 
like normal people. So I got to see it at the, sorry. Rose is better than everyone? I Go on. Yeah. So much better. She saw it on the ISS in 4K on a Google headset that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, no, but it, so I saw it on at the MGM in Las Vegas. Ooh, yeah, definitely privileged. So they, <laughs> it's it's really not that big of a lot. No, there was no butlers. There's so. no butlers. There was no there's no like fancy service or anything. No, you could actually go in. There's a there's a place you can go into the MGM and screen a show before it airs on TV, and you can tell them if you liked it or not. And it's basically like that's how they get some of their their like you know, I guess it's like an. an what was it? The Nielsen? Whatever. Focus. It's a focus group. Yeah, it's a focus group. Yeah, it's a focus group. Uh, it's so, you like focus, it. yeah. so we went to it because I was like, sure, that sounds like an interesting thing. And it was the Big Bang Theory. And I was, I talked it up just so y'all know. I was like, this is great. It's nerdy. And I'm not a big fan of sitcoms, but it's a completely, it's, it's different. It's something, it's not just a family having their family issues. It's, oh, it's a group of young adults having uh, who work in really big science fields and who have some nerdy issues. And so I was like, oh, you know, that sounds that sounds like fun. So I, I talked it up, and then it was really great because my whole family saw it. We all did the whole thing. And then a couple, I think it was a year or two later after that, or maybe a couple of years. And uh, when did it air? Do you know? It, it's on like seasons, seasons now. Yeah, it's yeah. 10 seasons. Because we saw it in 2007 is when we saw it. But, uh, so we, so yeah, whenever it came on air, so my parents, seasons, yeah. yeah, my parents were like, oh my gosh, look what's going on TV. So we were all excited about it. We all decided to watch it. So it's kind of became a family thing. That's cool. But yeah, so I had to tell my Big Bang Theory story. No, that's cool. I mean, I can understand, <laughs> yeah, cool I can understand that and I can understand why other people like it because other yeah. people aren't nerds like me. But I'm saying, because I look, there's science jokes I probably don't get in there. There's right. medical jokes I know I don't get in there. There's chemistry jokes I don't get well, in there. Well, Amy Farrah Fowler, I, I forgot what the actress's name is, but she's actually a doctor. Yeah, yeah. she has a PhD in neuroscience. Yeah, and she assists yeah. with a lot of the But she's also those, an anti vaxxer jokes, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. But the problem I have is the things I do know about, like Star Wars and Star Trek, uh, some of the tech history, and then the comic books. They're so. So you're telling you're telling me that the episode, if you saw it, where Sheldon gets his World of Warcraft account hacked and loses, I think it was a sword, if I'm if I'm remembering right, loses some kind of special sword, and they decide to do a road trip because they they wind up hacking and finding out where this guy lives through internet, and they go down to confront this guy. You oh, yeah, I saw that, because isn't a kid or something yeah. when he gets there? No, he's a grown guy, but he's oh. big, and they chicken out right off the bat, and then oh, Penny yeah. turns around and says, you freaking wussbag, we're going to go down there and get your sword. Yeah. And um, and so she does. And, I mean, you tell me, I mean, come on, that was hilarious. But see, that's like, okay, World of Warcraft, nerdy. That story, not really that nerdy. You don't have to know anything about World of Warcraft because, because it's basically because the then the joke is they're nerds and they're awkward and they can't stand and then, up then to this they, guy. Yeah, yeah. It's That's basically the, the plot of the Big Lebowski. I, I, I mean, I'm not impressed. <laughs> he wants his rug back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a sword it really decided. <laughs> It really tied and, the and story the, together. See, that's the thing. The, the important thing here is that even though I don't like it and I think it's stupid, I don't like look down on people oh, no. who enjoy it. No, no, I get like, mad. You at the guys enjoy that it. That's cool. I feel like you're looking down Good on it right you. now, Chris. Well, yeah, you. But like, <laughs> I'm talking about other people. <laughs> on the no, internet, like, I am a gentleman. And and like, okay, here's another point. Here's something I don't like about the show. 
Bazinga. Yeah. Oh, come on. The reason is, is because I, okay, you watch Larry the Cable Guy. He'll tell something that's not funny at all. And but then, then he'll say, said, get, get her done. done. And then everybody and laughs. Yeah. The because he's not funny. But people think get her done yeah. is funny for some So they reason. laugh at but everything he says. That's the whole thing is that they're portraying Sheldon, his character, he thinks he's being funny. Right. But he's really not. I know. And, and so that's when the he joke. Says, but the thing Him is, is not being funny is supposed to be funny. Larry the Cable Guy is, is himself portraying that. When they're, right. they're actually portraying... Sheldon as because when you look at at uh, Wallowitz and Kruther Polly and um, oh what's the other guy's name his roommate um, Leonard Leonard Leonard, yeah you know they talk about all the time how they want to ditch Sheldon because he's a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. you know he's he's overbearing so forth and so on so they're portraying Sheldon as that not he thinks he's hilarious but he's really not right and so that's how they're portraying him when they do that Baziga thing. I don't know. That's just me. That's no, no, no I know. Saying. Like, it, I agree. That's it, what they're doing. But, but it's the like, fact that it's not funny means it's not funny. It's right. not He's, funny because it's not so then, funny. So then the entire joke is that means every one of Sheldon's jokes is, I'm not funny. Laugh. laugh. Please laugh. And then that goes to like another point that like all the laughter is canned laughter. That right. It's not filmed in front of an audience. Yeah, right. It is. No, it's not. It's, it's not. really not. It's all, it's all canned laughter. So like there's. They say it at the end of the, the show that it's filmed in front of a live audience. Unless Uh-oh. they changed it, it's it, last time I checked Bro, it wasn't Alexa. I don't have Alexa. Uh, no, they, unless they changed it, they didn't. No, film it's because I remember people saying that they were all like, "You hear me typing?" They were all like, "Oh, it's not filmed. It's just all canned laughter. It's not filmed." And I was like, "So then, after watching one, it says at the end in the credits, it's like filmed in front of a live studio audience." And I was like, "Oh, I specifically I remembered right that." Now. Big Bang Theory tickets. <laughs> oh, March 15th, 2016. Well, coming 10 days. It appears that it is filmed in front of a live studio audience, Chris. What do you have to say uh, about that? It says it is, yep. Yeah. Hmm? I'm looking. Hold on. <laughs> it looks like you I just, came. It looks like you brought a knife to a freaking rocket launcher fight. To a Bazinga fight. <laughs> <laughs> to a Bazinga fight. Pew, 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 pew. That's the name of this podcast bringing a knife to a Bazinga fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a terrible name. No one will understand what the podcast is about. Not until we get to this point. Um, okay, so fine. They don't use camera. <laughs> that just makes me feel sad for okay, so what else? Yeah. <laughs> Who are these people watching this thing? It's funny. What else do you not like about the show that is really not true? <laughs> okay, so speaking of the laughter. Have you watched, have you, has anybody seen the clips where they just take out the canned laughter? Or the live audience no, laughter? No, I, I call that at home. I'm gonna give no, because there's YouTube videos where it's like Big Bang Theory without the laugh track. It's it's like not funny for some I, reason. I will, but but so are ninety percent of no, 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 sitcoms. No, no, I know that's why yeah. I don't like sitcoms. Yeah, I, sitcoms I, I, that's why I'm not bandwagoning this argument. Right? Time out a second. I'm gonna give you this, Chris. I have been to a live studio filming, and it was the Will Wheaton Project in LA. Oh, I hate and Will Wheaton. Yeah. I love Will Wheaton. I love Will Wheaton. And, um, I love Will Wheaton. Is that something we can talk about? That's something I, I hate. I'm going to say I do like Will Wheaton. I, I like him. Uh, but the thing is, is that Wesley. you do feel, sitting in that live studio audience, you do feel the need to laugh. 
Because even if it's not funny. Yeah, because it's, there's a sign that says yeah, laugh. You know, and no, there wasn't else. really a sign, but it just it's just like, oh, I feel like I need to laugh, you know. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll hear my voice on the on the TV show. <laughs> I don't know. But you do kind of feel that, that Isn't you, that the worst when you're watching a show and you hear one guy laughing? Yeah. And then you're like, I'm gonna hear that guy the rest of this episode. Right. <laughs> like, but, you do, but you do kind of, you know, I mean, I haven't gone to several live tapings or anything, so I'm not going to sit here and say that. But, but I deal, during that, that taping of the Will Wheaton Project, I did feel like, you know, everybody better laugh or we're going to shoot this again. That's kind of how I felt. That wasn't right. said, there wasn't any signs up or anything right. like that, but that is how I felt. Well, and as a studio audience member, that's kind of your job, I feel like, to, to make sure that, you know, you get the uh, extra laughing and whatnot in there for the the show but that's the thing it's like if that's i'm not a huge sitcom fan which is why i don't like seek it out and binge watch big bang theory i like it because it's fun but um i'm not a big fan of sitcoms so i would say it's probably my favorite sitcom mm -hmm. and that if you don't like sitcoms then it's not really a big surprise that you don't like the big bang theory because it's a sitcom Exactly. One of the first things that I saw in the Big Bang Theory, and this is this might have been the thing that like turned me off of the whole thing. He's sitting like in the staircase with a laptop, and Penny said, uh, "Sheldon is." And Penny asks him what he's doing, and he says, "I'm playing Mario on a poorly coded Nintendo 64 emulator." My first thought was, I guess that could be funny. Like people laugh, but like when I was watching, I was like, I guess that could be funny. But my first thought was, I've done this. I've played Mario on a Nintendo 64 emulator. And he keeps talking about how, like, the controls don't work right or something and the gra graphics are glitching. And I'm like, why are they laughing every time he says anything about this emulator? This isn't funny. But I think this is this kind of goes back to the thing with Ghostbusters. It's presentation. I can Presentation I can, is what makes them laugh. Right, right. But, like, I can go... I can, like, probably pick little things I didn't like about the Big Bang Theory... But at the end of the day, I watched, I've watched several episodes probably, yeah. and I laughed maybe once every three or four episodes. <laughs> so I'm not going to bother to watch that show. That doesn't mean it's not a funny show to other people. Just like with Ghostbusters, I watched the whole trailer, didn't laugh once. Other people watched it and thought it was hysterical. Great. Good for you guys. You go watch that. So it's like with Big Bang Theory, I'm like, great. You two go watch it, and I'll watch something else. I, like I was just saying, I think his presentation, uh, I just brought up the cast, because I was trying to remember his name, but Jim Parsons, he's yeah. the guy that plays Sheldon, uh, Dr. Sheldon Cooper, and I think he's hilarious. And actually, I think, if I remember right, in um, either reading or listening to an interview a while back when they cast him, mm -hmm. they had him re-audition a few times because he was so perfect for the role yeah. Because they wanted that image of like what he was doing, that kind of robotic, yeah. uh, kind of Twitchy like, almost. yeah, kind of not, not in touch with reality type yeah. a guy in his own little shell. And, um, I think that's why he's so funny. And I think that's why some people laugh at some of the things is because of his presentation. See, I remember, uh, I think it was an interview that he did on Conan O'Brien and like, he's actually like a theater actor. Yeah. Like he's, he's done a, several shows on Broadway. Theater. This is this is sort of like a BS thing to say, but like, I I would want the Big Bang Theory to end because I feel like he's a better actor than everybody else on the show. Because everybody else is very. I could I could probably agree with that. Like very. Uh, really? 
I think Jim Parsons is a what, great actor. What's the yeah. word like when a character is just no? Very I, mean, I think I, I think they're all actually sided. Not oh, you don't want one dimensional. Get, you don't want to one dimensional typecast. All the other characters are one dimensional to me, and he is too. But it, like, he but he plays it so much better than everybody else. He could be like in movies more than anybody else in the cast could. Like I feel like uh, Kuthar Pauly and uh, the the. Jewish guy. Wallowitz. Wallowitz. Oh, I feel yeah. like if this show ended, they'd never act in anything as big or bigger than this. They'd be Wallowitz in smaller would. roles. I think that Wallowitz would. I don't know. I think Wallowitz is a little bit typecast, though. I mean, yeah. with his image and everything. I, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not, a, I'm not a casting director, so I can't really say. Yeah, I mean, my issue isn't with the cast. It's with the writing. No, I don't have a problem with the cast. It's just like the characters are even written just like... One dimensionally. What is the what, yeah. the term? The uh, I think it's like Ned Flanders syndrome. Like originally on The Simpsons, Ned Flanders wasn't just a kooky Christian guy, and that was it. But over time, that's all he is now. Yeah. And so they came up with that name, Ned Flanders syndrome. That it happens to characters where they were broader at one point, and then like, well, everybody laughs whenever he's doing this. Like Homer wasn't just an idiot at the beginning of The Simpsons. But over time, now he's just an idiot. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid that's what happens with shows like this whenever they go on for a long time. Is They get keyholed into one. Yeah. And like with Kuthur Pauly, like he got to the point where he doesn't have to drink to talk to women. Yeah, now. he had some character development. Like he had, that's yeah. character. But it's, it's funny <laughs> right. to think that that's character development when it's just like, it's deeper than just, oh, I can talk to girls now. But that's but all it is. But that's all, it, yeah. but that's all it is on the show now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like some, especially sitcoms, like, the longer it goes, the more likely that none of them are going to get cast in anything but those same roles in other shows again. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the thing is, they're probably like the guy from, uh, was it, Two and a Half Men and Frasier and everything else. They're making enough money. They don't need to. No, no, I know. But, like, they'll want to. So you'll see them, like, in a commercial or you'll see them in Lifetime movies. And you'll be mean, like, you were on a really popular show once. I think, but that's, Why that's, are you beating your wife on Lifetime? But that's the thing, though. It's like, <laughs> that happened to Dean Cain, literally. And oh, uh, yeah. he was the villain in every Lifetime movie for a long time. Because <laughs> they want to act and do other things. Which is but weird, because he was stuck. Superman. <laughs> but that's the thing, is you're in a show, and a hit show is lightning in a bottle. Once you break it up, it's very hard to be consecutively good at something. Right. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're split 50-50 on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I we're definitely understand. longer on this than we I, I, I understand why people like it. I understand what the humor is behind it. Yeah. I understand the characters. I just don't buy into it at all because of the writing and the way it's presented and yeah. the fact that it's exploitive to me of a real no. culture. Yeah. And it's that. not It's not actually it's not actively portraying that culture in a way. Yeah. I know it's a comedy. I know it's not. That's not the goal of the, it. But the thing is, to be taken but the thing is, it agree, insults me. I can agree with that. Maybe it's not one hundred percent portraying, but I do think that there is a lot that is portrayed. Yeah. In that nerd culture. But yeah, um, it's just interesting because, like, somehow they try to appeal to nerds, obviously. Oh yeah. And then we're four nerds, and two of us like it. Because you're nerds, and two of us don't like it because we're nerds. It's it's, yeah. pretty, it's yeah. pretty interesting. I mean, I think that goes back to experiences. Of yeah, our experience in nerdom is very similar, obviously. But so yes. so moving on. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, who's who, who said the Big Bang Theory? That was me. Yeah, that was <laughs> Jesus Rose. Christ. You, 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 Good you, job, Rose. Is it up to me now? You can. Uh, you got Chris besides VR. Besides, besides VR. VR. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to. I'll I'll say that at the end about VR. It's not really, a, it's not news or anything. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Nothing? Well, there's the there's the ones that I've brought up on the podcast before, obviously. I don't like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, but I feel like I can no, sum Walking up, Dead. Okay, I can sum up why I don't like them very, very easily and quickly. Because there's nothing like wrong with the acting. There's nothing wrong with the writing and stuff. I'm just tired of zombies, and I'm tired of like medieval dragons, kings, and knights, and swords, and well, we get that. Like, okay, we get that about Game things. of Thrones, but the Walking Dead. <laughs> the thing about the Walking Dead is no. not no, just no. about right. Does it the, the zombies or the Walking Dead? It's about the the daily struggles of when society breaks down. What what's going to happen? You're going to have these factions that are going to come in, and they're going to be a group of people that are going to be you know trying to rebuild society. You're going to have factions that are going to be the group that's going to basically brutalize and take over everybody that they can dominate. Right. And and then you've got the struggles of the people that are trying to figure out where they fall in all that and you know, on daily survival. So it's not just about the daily struggles of like killing zombies. Right. It's about the zombies survival. are very that's the thing. The zombies are a very small part of the show. Right. But the main part of the show is just like the main group and it's a soap opera. People yeah. being dicks to each other. And it's other. like Rick's like my son, blah, 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 and he won't listen to me, and I don't know if he knows I love him, and I'm like, I think I would, and, and even though, like, I'm tired of zombies, I think I'd like it more if it was just a group of people and zombies. <laughs> Z Nation is a thing, and I actually do kind of enjoy Like, I would probably enjoy that more, and it's just like, well, the zombie part, okay, fine, and they, and they get into, like, the fact that in a recent episode, they did the thing where they just covered themselves with entrails again, mm-hmm. and it's like, why aren't they just always doing, doing that? that? Yeah. Why is it that like this is the second time in the series that they've done it when they know it works, well, and then this time it well that's didn't that's work the thing that well. was so cool about the Michonne character when they brought Michonne on in um, uh, at the end of season two actually if you watched it is that she had it figured out she had all that figured out on her own that's why she had those two zombies yeah. that had their arms cut off she had their lower jaws pulled out mm-hmm. so they couldn't bite her and she used them basically as camouflage so right. she could walk amongst the dead. And um and yeah, you're right. I mean, she had that all figured out, and so yeah. they're doing something that they that they did actually in season one, um, uh, to camouflage themselves. Right. But um, uh, I I don't, I don't have a good answer for that other than you know I just like the fact that it's just you know daily struggles. It is it is a soap opera. I'm gonna have to admit it is a soap yeah. opera. You know, it's about a family of people, regardless of how dysfunctional it is. Yeah. You know, and, and the dramas that, that come up and, you know. And even, like, whenever you hear people talk about the show, they might talk about, oh, so-and-so died. Did you see so-and-so died? I can't believe they died. But then the conversation will turn to, do you think blank and blank are going to get together? Rick <laughs> Schoen. Yeah. I don't even. The thing. <laughs> that, the two sexes. Not going to lie. I've watched, because I've watched all The Walking Dead. Like, I only watched the first season of Game of Thrones. And I was like, okay, I know what this is. I know I don't like this. I'm going to stop. Like with Walking Dead, I've watched all of it up until the Rick Schoen thing, and for some reason that was like I was like, okay, this it's over, it's over for me because there was okay, 
they've been in the same group for like four seasons. Yeah. There's been no build up to them being even interested. It was in each totally other. random. So like I was just like, what? Man. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. I, I, other than the fact that somebody might have said, hey, that might be cool if they got together, there was nothing that indicated those two getting together. I'm yeah. gonna guess it was a uh, fans, what do you think kind of situation. Yeah. And Maybe. They wrote yeah. it in. But I don't know. Like, I just, and it's interested. not from the comic either, is it? No. Because isn't Rick dead at this point in the comics or something? Or is, are the, is the show I do not, completely I, off? Well, there's the a lot of things, and you know. Uh, uh, Desmond was talking about like on you know some of the things that he reads and stuff like that. Game of Thrones wanting to get into it because he reads the books and stuff. Um, for me, it was with the comics, and, and I, re- I started reading the comics after the show came out, and then I, then I, it was fun to watch the different things that happened in there. But yeah, Rick, you know I don't, it, it, I haven't gotten that far into the comic, but I'm not to a point in the comic where Rick and Michonne get together. If that happens in the comic, I have no clue. I do know that Rick doesn't have. Both hands. Yeah, he did. He, but he yeah, lost that way back. I didn't yeah. know what happened. I, I yeah, made I it that Rick far. Yeah, he lost like, that. I don't know that much. I just thought Rick was dead. Or Michonne well, was dead. Well, in the well Rick. Rick lost his arm to the governor. Early, actually, yeah. oh really? Right off the bat. Yeah. And the governor the actually first. like brutally raped and yeah. did a lot of bad stuff to Michonne. So there was a lot of bad stuff that happened in the comic with the governor that they didn't show on TV. Mm-hmm. And that and that kind of stuff hasn't happened yet. So, it, you know, every time something gets ready to happen where it looks like Rick may get his arm cut off, you're thinking like, oh, this is it. He's going to get his arm cut off if you've read the comics. And mm-hmm. then it doesn't happen. Uh, and so it's the same with a few of the other characters because there's other characters that we know have died at mm-hmm. this point in the comic that haven't died yet in the series. And it's just a matter of time before it happens. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I just abstain from the show. Like, I've watched it, and the pretty much thing is I stopped watching it, and I didn't miss it. And the same thing with the comics. I got into the comics, I read a few, didn't like them, show came out, it was popular, so I read some more. I'm just, I mean, I'm not a fan, that's where I stand. I'm not saying I'm against it. When I say I'm not a fan, I purely mean I am not a supporter of, but I'm not a... I have nothing negative to really say. It's just right. something I could take or leave. Yeah. And maybe once the story's played out, I want to watch the whole thing. But right now, it just looks to me like uh, I don't know some story about people moving a lot and there's yeah. zombies. So. See a lot, a lot of the show. I feel like they end up getting out of situations because they're lucky or because yeah, because it, because the plot needs it and stuff like I that. Just, yeah, it's I'm all not. plot armor. But like, so to me, what ended up being like the most interesting thing that's happened in the entire series to me is when Cheryl had to kill the girl. Yeah, after she killed her sister. Mm-hmm. Because in my head, I'm like, this is the kind of, like, extreme crazy things that would happen in this exactly. universe. And, like, everything else that happens is just like, well, he killed him. We have to go kill him. Yeah. It's just, like, very basic stuff. But, like, she was, like, she killed her little sister because she thought that was, like, what she needed to do. So yeah. So she was, like, the thing was just, like, look at the flowers and you hear the gunshot. I was, like, holy crap. This is crazy. And then it goes right back to safe and... Oh, we're going along train tracks and right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I, just, I can see why people like the show, and I can understand why people yeah. don't like the show. I just personally have no. Yeah, I'm pretty neutral plenty. on The Walking Dead as well. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it reminds me uh, a lot of. I don't know if you ever saw the movie The Road. Uh, the Road was a really good film. It's the one with Viggo Mortensen. Yes, right? and um, and it's similar. It's about society breakdown. You don't really understand. At least I don't recall in the film. 
why society broke down, economic downfall, whatever. But mm. you know, it's his struggles on a day to day with him and his kids surviving, and it kind of reminds me of this. But. Yeah. See, I feel like I'd probably enjoy that more. Because I feel like a lot of times the zombies are just used to like shake things up. Well, like, it, well, these wa- people sure are happy in this town, and they think they got everything figured out. Oh, let's have the have zombies you break the, down the wall. wall fall down. Have you watched yeah. the the mist with Thomas Jane? Uh, yes. Yeah, you should watch that. If you want to just see <laughs> like life screwed up, but because no, no, it's it's kind of like the road, but it's just if life was screwed up and there weren't zombies and nothing really bad was chasing you, but mm-hmm. or something bad was chasing you, but you didn't really know what it was. The mist is where you want to go. Uh, the mist. Yeah, but uh, do you guys have any of you watched Sideways? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well then, <laughs> lucky well, me because I don't have to get in a rage. Sideways sucks, listeners. If you disagree, it still me. sucks. <laughs> fight me. Find me on Twitter. That's right. Twitter wars. Meet me. Well, in I fr- think there's just always the little things that we'll like that. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Meet Desmond in front of the Buffalo Wild Wings at six to get an ass kicked. <laughs> oh, they, I, yes, I will be that guy. He has a great account, and I will follow him till the day I die. Uh, I'm going to say one while Kern's not in the room because Kern's not in the room, guys. Uh, None of us like Kern. Is that what you're going to say? Oh no. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm neutral. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this, and Rose's reaction will summon the rest oh, of the no. building. So Kern will, the rest of the Kern will be back. It will, oh, I know it will, what you're going to say. I do not enjoy Toy Story. Any of it. Oh, Toy Story. Man. I love Toy Story. Here's the thing. I love Toy Story. But, like, the points Desmond made, I can see. My points were that it's yeah. mostly CGI. That's what made it unique, was the fact that it was computer generated. Mm-hmm. And the story itself is about a man, or a toy in this case. It's about a main character coming to terms with who they really are. Well, another one struggles with their position in life. It's American Beauty, as told with toys. I get that it came first, but my point is there are other movies that are better than it. And as a kid, I wasn't getting that deep of a level. And as an adult, there are much better movies that resonate with me and the other movies that we didn't need. We don't need two. We don't need three. So I just saw American Beauty for the first time the other day. And when you said there's other movies, I thought you said there's other boobies. <laughs> well, in a, in a there's other beauty. I, I was like, uh, okay. Uh-huh. He probably didn't. He probably said movies. Yeah. yeah like, Chris's objection is that I did not say boobies. That's what he doesn't like about my argument. Also, and, uh, there's a train in the background. Yeah, I want to take a moment press. to address Thomas. This. It might sound like feedback or some other kind of noise, but there's a train, probably forty feet, at least. 40 to 50 feet directly behind me through a window. They're, they're making a loud screeching making a loud noise, noise, noise because a slowing stop. Because for some reason it has to stop in the middle of town. Well, they, they change tracks. Well, somebody can do the thing. Like I've seen in all the video games. Just go... Just, just, <laughs> just go, even just train go simulator! Yeah, <laughs> just like train simulator. Um, so while you were gone, Kern, I expressed my dislike for the Toy Story series. Uh, you know, I don't like it. <laughs> I like how the, I say one of the most beloved movies, literally, on of all time, like I love on the, it. is on there, and I'm like, I don't like it, I don't enjoy it, and people are actually calm about this. So you don't like the Big Bang Theory? That's the one. That the gets gloves come off. Yeah. What's wrong with you? We're gonna throw down. Yeah, no. Yeah, See, no. And, and I think what this is very brief thing about Big Bang Theory. <laughs> uh, I, no. Why are we going back? No, no, no. no just listen. <laughs> 
Because um, this is, goes back. No, because this, this point is gonna is gonna be a point we can talk about with a lot of shows. Okay, it's a point you brought up whenever we were chatting earlier. Is it's about the fan base, not uh, the not that fans of Big Bang Theory are bad, but it's like because I'm a nerd, I'm expected to like it. It's sort of like there was that South yes. Park episode that they made where the creators of South Park kept getting asked, "Oh, you like Family Guy, right?" And they didn't, so they made an episode making fun of Family Guy, basically. Yeah. Like, because me and Desmond are nerds, I'm sure you've gotten the question, do you like Big Bang Theory? Oh, people will be like, and do you watch you say, Big Bang Theory? You should. You would love it. And if you say no, people are confused. <laughs> but I feel like that's the way it is with other shows, too, is that it's, there's like a, yeah, like a fan-based thing. It's Well, you know, it's just like your grandma buying you a gift, and she's like, I heard you like the Star Wars. Here's some stickers. And you're like, thanks, Grandma. Yeah, you can't, you can't but, be angry at people. For suggesting it yeah. to you, but yeah. I mean, I can I can associate with that, especially when it comes to sci-fi movies, because mm-hmm. I, I do love Star Wars and Star Trek and a lot of other sci-fi films. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I love every sci-fi film. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, Chris uh, was for two. This is perfectly. This is perfectly leading into something oh, that me and Desmond don't really care for. I know we're gonna. We don't <laughs> like Big Bang Theory. I don't like Toy Story. And here's the other thing I cannot. Oh, no. For the life of me, understand. Firefly. Firefly. Firefly is not great, guys. Oh, you know Boring what? garbage. No. If you want, if you if you Stop want to fight me, if, if you want to fight me about this one, uh, there's two things. There's two heart. things. One, go watch Farscape, all of it, because it's way superior, and you should bring it back before you ever talk about bringing back Firefly. Plus, it had a movie. Two, you can come see us at YC3 Firefly in May, where we'll have a booth. And you could fight me there over it. <laughs> you can fight him, but me, I love Firefly. Firefly. Had a movie. It's the best. Oh, the, Why is it the best? Explain to me. The story and the characters. It's oh, so generic. It's, it's the Donald Trump of movie arguments. It's the, old the story and characters. Are, we have the best story. Our characters are the best characters. <laughs> Number one, I have, I have all the best stories. Well, if you'd let me finish talking about it instead yeah, of interrupting me. You tell him, Rose. I would love to hear what's so great about Firefly. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's what Kern was saying, basically. It's the Wild West of space travel. Literally. And, I mean, it has all these, these great themes about, like, you know, you've got the, you've got the Wild West, you've got... Uh, I, I'm not explaining it well. I just... My heart's okay. too broken so about the fact that so somebody doesn't like this scattered, show. You know, you know, civilization is scattered across the universe... And they've repopulated certain planets, and as a result, they don't have the technology on these planets that you would expect them to have, like, say, in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Where they have replicators and everything like that. So they are literally having to plant crops, have horses, so forth and so on. And so as these space travelers, which is the uh, spaceship Serenity Mm -hmm. and um, the crew, you know, they're basically kind of like... uh, you know, I don't want to call them outlaws. In a sense, they kind of are, but but it's kind of like the old west. You know, I mean, it's they're basically the, like they're the, the underdogs of the space system. Yeah. You know, and there's and that's the thing. It's like there's not they're not just the only underdogs. Like the majority of people you run into are struggling in this in this series, and while these people are struggling as well and trying their best to make money, they will even like let go of something that can get them money and can make them rich if it means that they're going to actually hurt somebody else. So deep down, even though these characters... They've got a conscious. They, they, yeah, even though these characters are, are outlaws, roguish types, so like they like to put off, 
deep down they're really good people and they're almost like a family on this ship and they care for each other. I just feel like the 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 characters are the best characters because they're written really well. They have a lot of each one has each character has a lot of depth to it. Mm-hmm. Um and their own like unique personalities. Mm-hmm. I, I mean agree. that's the kind of show like I I just I would love to be a part of a show like that. I love Jane. I mean, I, Jane is probably really my least favorite character, but I love this character out of the most just because of how he's depicted. Yeah. You know, because he is that good guy slash bad guy. You know, he's got he, the he's got the big mean like. Well, yeah, he, he's exterior. in it for himself, but then sometimes he's kind of like ah. Oh, and then he I he gets the, the right letter from his thing. mother where she sends him the hat, the ridiculous hat that he wears. Yes, she gets this letter from his mother and she says, please send more money. We're still trying to, you know, your your father or somebody is sick with the whatever lung. So they, he sends, the, he sends them, lung. his family money to, to help them out. Space like, it's a, it's a good character. So you kind of figure out why he's the way he is. Uh-huh. He, he, he's in it for himself, but there's a reason behind uh-huh. it. Oh, what's Nathan Fillion's character's name? Mal. Mal is just like a cheap Han Solo. Yeah, it's pretty. That's Uh, I've heard that. That's all I could think whenever I'm watching it. But that's that's. I mean, that's honestly how I do feel about him. I I I don't like him generally. He doesn't do anything for me. I'm not saying he's a bad character or Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. I love Nathan Fillion. I love Nathan Fillion. Watch Castle. Yeah, I love. I don't like Castle. Love. So anyway. He Have you watched The Young and the Restless in the 90s? Isn't that what he was like? I watched uh, Dr. Uh, Horrible, Horrible Sing yes. Along Vlog. That was a great... He, I like that. I don't like him in it. Uh, but he's before, Captain Hammer. Before we get off into That's that, great. my issue is, yeah, he's he. It, it's like somebody said, what if we could do a Han Solo series, but we don't have the rights? And they said, <laughs> okay, but we need characters. And they said, what about lovable anti-heroes that do the right thing despite the A-team in space? Led by knockoff Han Solo. Your parents went and bought you this from the Dollar Tree. This is not a real thing. It's a knockoff of a billion other series. There's nothing unique. There's nothing special. It doesn't... And the thing that bothers me the most, like Chris said, is not that it's bad. Because it's. Not, I don't want to say it's bad. It's, yeah, it's just bad. It's just blah. But it's the fact of everyone. Bring back Firefly. We need, still need Firefly. And everyone in it should have all the jobs. And we should be having movies of it. And... You know what? Movies. I can think right now. Andromeda. Lex. I love the Andromeda. Uh, and there's, there's at least four or I five that... other series that are Red Dwarf. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of other series that are better than this that problem, don't get the love. I think the problem with Firefly and why so many fans are so adamant about bringing it back is because it didn't even get its first full season, and that wasn't the fault of Firefly. Right. That wasn't the fault of anything with their making. It was Fox. They didn't air. I can't the, defend Fox on the maybe. first episode. Yeah. Was not aired. They aired the second episode, the train job, first. So you didn't get any of that character. You didn't get any exposition. You didn't get any like who are these characters and why are on this ship and why is this girl crazy and why is this guy all dressed up nice when the rest of them are all shabby. You don't get any mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So you're thrown into this and you're like, what's going on? 
And even if you manage to stick through it saying, you know, this is kind of cool. I kind of like this. I'm not sure what happened at the beginning, but this is kind of cool. Then you get cut off on like episode 13 mm -hmm. and it's not even a good episode to end on. It's probably the like weakest episode out of all of them, I would say. And I mean, if it had gotten a full season and had gotten some closure at the end of that season and then maybe the movie to like tie everything all together, I don't think the fans would be as crazy about it. But because you cut them off so quickly, it, it ruined it. Yeah, I agree. Did you watch it in order, Chris? Okay, so here's the funny thing about watching it in order. I got the Blu-ray, and I read online. Because like, I'd heard so many people talk about how great it was. I was like, I'm just going to buy the Blu-ray. I think it was like on sale for like, $12 or something on Amazon. I was like, all right, I'll buy it and I'll watch it finally. So I get it. And then like, I'm talking to my friend. I go, Hey, I just got the Firefly Blu-ray. Like, is there anything I should know going into it? And he said, they aired the first episode second and the second episode first. So I watched the second episode oh of the Blu-ray first. Oh my God. Why? And then, so like the first one I watched was the train job thing. Because oh. <laughs> I was like, well, this is the way it's supposed to be viewed. And then when I watched the... So I watched the second one, then the first one, and then I realized, oh, it was already fixed on the Blu-ray. Yep. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, I just assumed that it was messed up there, so you, too. Yeah. Uh, so I, I watched it the way everybody watched it on TV. <laughs> so you got a sour taste in your mouth right off the bat. No, no, no. That's the thing. It was fine. I, you say it's like a Western in space. I feel like the train job was the only time I felt like it was a Western. Well, there's so many. There's so many episodes where they go about, on planets, and it's like the old west all over. What again. about the episode but where it, they go to like the the whorehouse, where they're having a a big old shootout? But those That's exist. Like, I don't feel quintessentially like, western. No, I mean and there's the shootouts and whorehouses in a uh, shoot 'em up with Clive Owen. I don't feel like that necessitates western. Yeah. But, like, to me, trains... Like, no, no, the train job, there, there, there are definitely Western. elements, and the, the design, it's obvious that it's intended. I get that. I just... Even if even if it is a Western in space, which, okay, let's say it is, mm -hmm. that still... Everything is something in space. I don't think I mean, that, that I it's... Do, I do get it as being a Western in space as far as, like... Well, I'm saying it Mal could be, maybe... Because you think of, in general, Westerns, like, the main cowboy was always, like... Yeah, no, no, no. Hero. He's he was always in it for himself, but he'd do the right thing. No, the whole crew is like that. I get yeah. that. I have, I have no objections so to that, that. But it's like... Eh, Again, it's I'm not, not going to sit here and say the show is horrible. Yeah, it's not a bad show. The show is good. If the show was on in the background, which is how I got into it, I'd watch it. Which is another reason why the episodes being out of order or not being in the right time slot... Look, I understand that affects it. But mm -hmm. I'm not willing to say that's a whole deal because the fact of the matter is... You're going to watch episodes out of order when they're on TV later on in syndication. Yeah. So if your so, show doesn't can't capture people in an episode, okay, that's fair enough. But if a whole season passes and you can't make up for it, I don't have sympathy there. This is the but this is a this is before like you could even like before Netflix. You couldn't watch it on. You demand. couldn't go. No, no, I understand, but anywhere. I'm saying if it shows on TV and you're saying the first one was out of order, okay. But if ten episodes down, I'm still suffering from that. That's indicative that there's a problem with the show. See, it, it does suck, though, that, like... Because ten, ten episodes in, there probably weren't reruns yet. No. So, like, if you watched them out of order, that was your only choice. Well, I know, but um, I'm not saying you need to watch well, the first one over. I'm saying if they couldn't fix the story... No, that's the thing, I though, too. It, like, even though it came out of order, I feel like you'd be confused when you watch the first one because it's the second one. But then once you watch the second one was the first one, everything should make sense, like, right then. Yeah. There shouldn't be... Con going episode three, there shouldn't be any confusion. Well, they, I think... 
if I'm remembering this correctly, they never aired the first episode. They never did. Really? Yeah. That sounds all kinds of stupid. Yeah. Good job, Fox. <laughs> Fox is. Awesome. I mean, I will not negate the fact that Fox will flush a great show down the toilet. But I just, I don't, I, one of the reasons why I'm finding it so hard is I'm sitting here thinking about the X-Files revival. And the fact that the first part of that X-Files was horrible. That first show was bad. I didn't even want it. And I love the X-Files. But the rest of it, man, bring it on. And that, that followed on from years in the past. So if you were just watching it now, which most people that are, you know, young and stuff probably didn't see the X-Files because they might have been born around that time. Or, and you can get into it and you understand what's going on because they explain it. It's not, I'm just not buying the fact that you can't do it. That's why I'm saying it's not a great show because it doesn't do that. I'm saying it's not a great show just in general. I understand the show. I watched it in order. I just don't think it's as amazing as everyone makes it. And there are definitely other shows that I personally would prefer to see get more light than this one. And I feel like there's a lot of... Uh, this happened with Doctor Who for me. People like the Nathan Field, Just like they like David Tennant or Matt Smith. Mm -hmm. Because, oh my god, Doctor Who's amazing. Doctor Who's amazing because there's an attractive guy playing it. And that's... To some no, okay... How many, you know who, sorry, you know Whovians, Chris. We have friends that are major Whovians that yes. defriended me over Whovian facts. <laughs> yes, that is true. And then, I and, and now, and now, now that we have an older male playing it, they, they probably don't watch this show. Oh, I was so excited. Whenever they no, added, you, you should when be. they added Matt Smith in, when they added Matt Smith in, I was like, I was really hoping for an older doctor. Like, I'm kind of get. I, I mean, I, I like David Tennant. I think he did a great <laughs> job as the doctor. Um, but I feel like doctor having romantic relations with pretty much anyone is kind of a weird, strained thing. Yeah. And which is why I hate, it, I hate something I hate. Oh, go for it, Rose. I'm ready Oh, no, wait. Are you going to say what I think? No, I'm let her say, say it. I hate River Song. Oh! Her. You have hurt she, me. Oh, you no. didn't say Billy Piper, or there would have been a fight. But <laughs> no, I like Billy Piper. I think it, it was a weird romantic relationship too. But at least it was it, it played it played itself out. But I can't stand River Song. She's the <coughs> biggest Mary Sue I've ever seen written into anything. She comes in in the first episode, knows everything about the Doctor. Is Hinting at the fact that she's married to him is all this other stuff. I'm like, that's all because it's that's, that's, but that's the biggest Mary Sue. It's it's Stephen Moffat wrote himself as a woman into the Doctor Who series, but, but he picked Alex Hicks who saw it. Okay. The one I don't the win. actress is Dude. a wonderful woman. She is a great the way actress. It was written was so good. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Listen. It was written beautiful because you knew what was going, and they were the first time he meets her. The, the last first, time they yeah, go the back to River Song. Is in the show is the last time, time she ever sees, sees the, the doctor because she's meeting him in reverse, and then, and then they, they have to meet up, and then they have to meet up and match points at where they're at in the journals. Come on! So I'm sorry, no, no. That if is you, one of the best love stories that you, has ever been told. Uh, uh, if you if you write a character <laughs> into a series and that person immediately knows everything about them and is romantically intertwined with them, that is a Mary Sue. I'm okay with it I, because of the way that it was written. I mean, out. That, yeah, you know no. what? I the, when you kill all of, all of one thing, that's a holocaust, right? Or like a decimation. That's some sort. Of, when you do it, and it's malaria, 
that's a good thing. So when she comes in and she knows all about him, because the way it's done is so brilliant. It's not like mm-hmm. she spoils anything. She doesn't spoil it plays of out. Of course not. Because she does her little spoilers line. That's pretty great. Which is great, <laughs> yeah. I love uh, the so, uh, in the end, I ended up being okay with her at the, the with the last season where she was like, uh, where she was spending her last time that she got to hang out with him, uh, with, uh, with him and is like, oh, a, a night or whatever on this planet is like, what, how many, like a, a whole oh, year or something like that. It was, yeah. it was a yeah. long time yeah. and it was like, it was like, okay, that was kind of sweet and I appreciate this moment, but, ugh. The whole character makes my skin crawl, but it's it's a thing. It's it's okay. I don't appreciate Moffat's writing. I don't like the way he writes. I don't like his, we're going to kill this character off, and then we're going to bring him back, and then we're going to kill him, and then we're going to bring him back. I think it makes it interesting, and I mean, I've been a long time. It it depreciates the value of that character if you just keep killing them off and bring them back. Like, it doesn't matter. But that's the nature of... I, think the, that's the I was going to say the doctor's died how many times? That's the nature of the, the, the show. I, mean. uh, I don't know, but I what I was saying in the beginning before I went on my River Song rant was that... Uh, she really likes Firefly because she brought it back from that. I uh, applaud that. No, no, no. I'm not, it's not for Firefly. It's, it's a oh. Doctor Who. Is that I was really excited whenever they, they first brought um, Matt Smith in. I was like really hoping that they would bring in someone older. So we could kind of go back to the the doctors before, where they were See, more of like a, a, a grandfatherly or fatherly figure as opposed to a romantic figure. See, I like Peter Capaldi. Yes, I yes. thought he was awesome. Like when they I'm announced really it, sad that not I saw a picture. I no, no, they're keeping him. Are they keeping? They him? said that Moffat's leaving, but, but they're but still they trying to keep him. To yeah, stay. they're trying to keep him. Yeah. Oh, I hope so because um, I heard last I heard they were trying to dump him just no, no. because they were leaving. No, I think they yeah. realize that's too much of a. You can't yeah, lose they're, Moffat they're and. Um, yeah, I will say I really like I, Peter Capaldi a lot. I was good. glad about that because I was I was getting sick of like how every companion had to be like in love with the Doctor. Yeah, this is so stupid. But then we got Clara, and Clara oh. is the worst companion I've ever seen. Really, she annoyed me constantly, and her re- her relationship to me like the perfect companion Doctor relationship would be if they're just. Adventurer friends. What was the guy? Stuff. The guy but, that, that fought the Cybermen with him. That remember where the mouse came back and he had the son and his wife left him at the end of uh, Matt Smith. Towards the end of Matt Smith's run, uh, you know the kind of chubby the comedian that oh, has yeah. his own show. Oh, James Corden. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was a companion. I wanted yeah. him to be a companion yes. like permanently. Also, Rory, yeah, the, the first Rory was. Yeah, but the problem. My biggest problem with the relationship between Clara and. Capaldi's doctor is that like once she served her purpose and like went through the thing and like saved the doctor and all the times and stuff yeah I was like this is why she's the girl who lived like she was able to do this to save the doctor's life she should go away now that's so I felt like after that she was overstaying her welcome for too long that's true I really liked Clara but yeah after that arc was over I was like why is is and she was there for like another almost two full seasons right and it's like Shouldn't she technically be like she should be gone? gone? She like should just stay dead or stay disappear. That's what I thought. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, we're all in agreement on this. But you're totally wrong about Riversoft. What annoyed yeah. me about Claire and the Doctor's relationship was it was like she was like a 
Like, he was a senile old man in a nursing home, and she was a nurse. Yeah. But, like, kept having to take care of him and I, say, that's, do that's, this. That's what I was going to say. bossing him around. I, I did like, not I did not enjoy his intro, his first couple of episodes in the Victorian time with the dragon and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was, those first two or three episodes were really rough for me, and yeah, I they were. almost didn't But, like, whenever his... Matt Smith turned into him, that was great, the way that it was like a sneeze. Yeah. And then he's like, my kidneys. <laughs> like, that was great. <laughs> I love that. That's when I immediately was like. And Matt Smith did grow on me. I was actually sad to see him go. Tinnit grew on me a lot because when he started out, oh God, I, oh, was, yeah. I, was, I boycotted it was like that, first. that first season after the first half. I was like, nope, you took away Eccleston for this. You took away Eccleston. I did like Eccleston a lot. Yeah. He's, he really is good. my favorite doctor. And I've changed that since the last time I've had to state <laughs> that, but he is my favorite. Well, unless John Hurt's war doctor. John Hurt was so because good. Because if that's true, I want him in <laughs> so everything. I feel like we could have a whole yeah, we're going to. Podcast yeah. conversation. But, um, we should, I am going to should, watch Doctor Who. We should after pause our Doctor Who conversation. I am going to bring I mean, it back. I think, to me, Doctor Who kind of reminds me of like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You know, they're just flying around in a phone booth. It is. It is. It is, um, but 20 years earlier. Uh, I was going to bring it back to a point that I made earlier. The thing about the Doctor Who fan base. Yeah. This isn't true for everybody. But like, I somebody could say, oh, do you like Doctor Who? And I'll say, yeah. And they'll go, who's your doctor? Like, that's one of the questions that they'll uh-huh. ask. And I'll go, Matt Smith. And they'll go, what's wrong? Like, they'll get mad. What do you mean? Really? Wait till you say Baker and somebody looks at him. They're like, <laughs> who's that? He's not a doctor. And it's and it's not like they're all like this. But I've run into some, and it's usually they liked Tennant. Yeah. Tennant was the, because Tennant's most people's first yeah. doctor. Even though Eccleston, but yeah. Eccleston was just one season and then people jumped on later. But when I say I like Matt Smith better than Tennant, people get angry. I like Matt Smith better than Tennant. I do too. I like Tennant better. I think I don't think it's Matt Smith's fault. I mm. think that I don't like the writing a lot in his seasons. It gets so. it gets he's consistent is my thing. I I think with Tennant, he rose really quick after like the first season. But oh, yeah. I, I he's just really rough, so I can't forgive him for everything. But yeah, the fan base, Chris, you were saying. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they get a um, little crazy. They get the attached Hoovians, to... The Whovians get a little, little they get, crazy. They get sometimes. attached. And people do get... I mean, I'm attached to Highlander. I know that. <laughs> um, right. Um, Christopher Lambier can do no wrong. Yeah. But yeah, fan bases... Uh, fan bases... Fan bases can't ruin a show. But they can be annoying to deal with. So sometimes yeah. you don't want to admit you like a show. Well, I because people I, are like, "Well, oh, you like that show, so you're this." No, I don't think way. I have that problem. I don't. I don't disagree with the fan base, but you say fan bases can bring shows back, and mm-hmm. they should stay gone, and they can force changes, like you were talking about with uh, Sons of Anarchy. So, yeah. yes, I will say my final thing. I'll say about Firefly. Oh, it's no. good. It's not. The crazy, amazing thing. But, like, if somebody shared with me a change.org, you know, petition to bring Firefly back, I'd take the 10 seconds to sign it. Okay. When I, when I, but, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't bring Firefly uh, back or it got canceled wrongly. I'm just saying that it seems to be the show yeah. that everyone says, bring it back. Yeah. This show is but paradise. On the, on the flip side, if it did come back, I probably wouldn't watch it. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. I mean, that's, here's my thing. I would bring it back. But I would I would reserve the right to like I'm allowed to bitch about it completely every time it comes. So you enough. could sign the petition based. Oh, I would give you the right pressure. to bitch about it if you just sign it. I would bring back almost anyone's show. What's funny to me is I feel like with uh, that sh- with Firefly, um, 
Nathan Fillion is probably too busy. Uh, yeah, Joss Whedon's probably too big now because he did the Avengers. But he's not doing anything. No, he? I know, but I mean, like his price would probably be higher than it. Would I think be. that I would think be a passion. I think that Castle is like the main reason why they Firefly have to come back. And, and, What's funny well, is how many people. Alan Tudyk is like famous now. No, too. I was gonna say like Alan Tudyk and like I don't know how many people from Firefly have been guest stars on Castle. Yeah, that have no. either been like victims or suspects in murders and stuff yeah. like that. Just so that Jane can, is in a couple of episodes. Yeah. Alan Tudyk was in one, and like so, then like, like whatever they're like talking. So like, it was actually it was a there was a castle episode where they went to a convention. Yes, for yeah. a show that was basically Firefly. Yeah, yeah. And there were there were like people like bring it back they and all this so stuff. Me, and Nathan so Fillion's like making all these jokes. There's like, actually so attached to this old show. There's a show like that watch. where uh, Alan plays like the, he was the captain of the ship of the show that got canceled. And yeah, man, it's right? yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I need to watch the rest yeah. of I've only seen so, the first one. Yeah. It's very much like their life with Firefly, a little right. bit reversed, which I understand that. I'm not begrudging people the show. I'm yeah, just begrudging not at all. their opinion of the show yeah. that it's yeah. number one. Screw well, that's that. the thing. Like, in the end, we're all going to like some things and we're all going to not yes. like some things. Oh, yeah, things. I'll bring back anyone's and, show. And the best thing to, and like, people just don't need to get all riled up about it. Right. Okay, so. We've been going for a little over an hour and a half, so we're probably going to end yeah. the podcast now. Yeah. With Kern not talking for 20 minutes because he hasn't seen Ducker. <laughs> I, I don't want to um, talk to him. I don't know Firefly. I don't, don't, don't the last thing I wanted, I, know, I know Firefly. Yeah. The last um, thing I wanted to say before we do our goodbyes. Yes. Uh, we're recording this on March 8th. You guys are going to get it for the first time on March 14th. On March 15th, Sony is having a conference for their PlayStation VR. So presumably, in the next podcast, I'll be able to be happy, rant or rave about the price and the release date and all that stuff. Because this is really Chris's last hope of it. This is my last hope. After this, it's you know selling body parts. So VR, your mouth. Hopefully not his own. What I can do is find somebody (laughs) that needs find somebody that needs a leg transplant. Cut off my leg. And then get a VR game where I have two legs. Why don't you just... Uh, <laughs> I, I was suggesting something very similar earlier today. Like, at least you can live without a kidney, probably. I'll get rid of a kidney. There you go. I told somebody that the smart thing to do right now, because this is going to take off, because 10 years ago we didn't have iPhones, mm-hmm. is to sell your house, sell everything you have, buy an RV, and invest everything you got in, in a VR set, because it's going to go Ready Player One, and you'll be able to live in there. <laughs> and oh, the I best know. reg wins, so... That's the thing. There's a future where no one does anything. Nope. And all, it's the Matrix VR. where all you're just gonna have gruel pushed amino acids, and, and it seemed awful in the Matrix. Yeah. But I'm like, man, I totally just live. <laughs> now in I want world. the Matrix. Yeah, I want that. I gotta be out in the real world sometimes. Um, so, but it'll be just like the real world. <laughs> but yeah, so you won't know. Uh, I mean, because you'll wear Matrix. like this full body suit that'll simulate temperature and yeah, weather. All of that's there. Smells all you of it. You'll be and they're jacked right into your brain. Hot. So. Yeah. It'll be right in your brain, so everything's going to be... You think you're eating steak, but there's actually a tube pumping stuff That's in your right. stomach. You won't know it, though, so there's none of that. To you, right. it tastes like... But deep like down, you'll know it. No. Because you set the whole thing nope, up. Cause as soon, no, because nope, you know, that white. No, because as soon as you were born, <laughs> babies are put in this VR thing, and they're done. Yeah. So, uh, any other... Uh, now that we've given this horrible future picture... Any, any other closing... Uh, I would like to... I, I just... But, no. I just want to say a shout out to a few podcasts and people that have been helping oh, us. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cold 45 has been really nice to us talking this up. And they have a great show right now on Human Centipede. So if you hate that sort of thing, don't watch it. But they, they have one on Punisher Warzone, too, that's pretty good. Uh, 
My Broski Brony is going to be coming out on the 15th, and they've been really cool with us, and we'll probably be talking with them in the future, so check them out. And of course, So Wizard and Fans of Patrol have been supporting us as usual. So thank you guys, and uh, you, everyone else should go check them out. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you find other fine podcasts. Facebook. Make sure you like us, subscribe, and share. Yes. And also, uh, nerdspan.com has helped plug us a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, We get to put some of our stuff on there. We talk about some of their stuff uh, with uh, our news-related items. Yeah, you hook us up with the press releases. Yeah. So, uh... Rose, do you have anything? No, no, that's it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, subscribers. Need more subscribers. Gotta so, have them. So I've been Chris from Massive Score on YouTube. Go check me out. I might make videos someday. I'm Desmond. I'm Kern. And I'm Rose of Noodle Rama Cosplay. And we will see you later. Roll Bye. out, Mama. Later. Roll out. My mom's dead.